Thanks for listening. This podcast is a ministry of Mariner's Church and everything we do to serve you, our communities, and our global family happens because of your generosity. Your financial support in the month of December is vital as we prepare for the next year of ministry. Everything you give equips us to reach our world with the hope of Jesus and serve those around us in his name. To give now and partner with us, visit marinerschurch.org give or click the link in the show notes. Thanks for your generosity and God bless you. Welcome to the If I Had More Time podcast at Mariner's Church. This podcast series invites you into a casual conversation with our senior pastor, Eric Geiger, and our teaching team to hear a few helpful insights and truths they wish they had time to include in the weekend message. Be sure that you have listened to this weekend's message prior to listening to the podcast so you get the most out of our current series. We hope you enjoy it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the If I Had More Time podcast. We're in week one of our brand new series, God With Us. My name is Liz Garcia now. Yes. It's been a long time since I've been with you guys. I'm so glad you're back. I'm so happy to be back. I've missed you guys. (laughs) I I, I almost last... I didn't want to say anything because I did. I I only heard that you had you you you, you had back problems. I heard about that. I wasn't on a four week honeymoon. Yeah, exactly. It was, <laughs> it was a two week honeymoon, or you missed two for. A- I missed two. I got married one Thursday and I was on honeymoon the next. Yes. So, <laughs> so you missed two podcasts for the marriage. Yeah. Which is exactly what it should be. I feel incredibly blessed by you guys to let me use you. No, you, you need to do that. I'm glad you did that. And and but then I I recorded without you. Yes. Um, and I didn't know what to say because I was like. Because I, this is what I hoped would happen, that when we recorded again, everything would be fine. And look. And, and if I had said something like, y'all pray for Liz, her back, <laughs> you'd have like 38 emails. Oh my God. Or more, What's you know. What's wrong with your back? Yeah. Everything's fine. I have no idea what happened. A little twinge, but I'm back and we're good. So, I'm so glad. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Other than me, though, we, of course, have Dallas Viva here joining us, our young adults pastor. We're so glad that you're joining us. And and I, I learned something about both Dallas and, and Liz this week. I, I I told them ahead of time I was going to say this. This I'm We just, begged him not to. <laughs> I'm in the presence of greatness right now. It's oh. just, it's so hard for me to not share what I know. So Dallas, drumroll, was the prom king mm-hmm. of this high school. Yep. And Liz was the homecoming queen of her high school. I was neither. I was neither. I didn't. Not, I was nothing. You were a mere peasant. I was a mere peasant <laughs> in the in the court. And no, actually, I, w- I was on the court, but I wasn't the there king. I made the, the court. court, but I wasn't. I wasn't the king. Well, yeah. 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 They'll, they'll pass you by. Yeah. yeah. I still have my crown. Do you really? <laughs> I do. What? What it's, is it actually like made of? Some type of material? No. Like what is it? It's just plastic and like a little. But you belt. actually have it. I have it. Is it like it's fun to play with the kids? You put some on his mantle. Yeah, yeah. Is it on your mantle. No, no, it's like hidden away in my closet. Do you wear it around the house if I need to exert Mask authorities? Kelly. Like like Kelly, please every now and then just call me king. Put the blanket over my shoulders. <laughs> Where's your Where's your homecoming queen uh, crown? I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen it in quite some time. Now, Dallas, that's healthy. Uh, you, need <laughs> lose, you need to lose uh, your crown. At minimum, yeah. it's in Georgia in my parents' house somewhere, but I haven't seen it there for a while. It's a fun prop. It's, yeah, that's fair. That's mm-hmm. very fair. I get it. I get it. So, um, other than that, I'm not sure now that uh, has to do with God. We'll transition. We'll transition. Yeah, 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 right. I don't know how to transition from that. The, the coming king? I don't know. Yeah, yeah there we go. <laughs> yes. That, uh, just like that. <laughs> it's it's an awesome start to the Christmas season. We're so excited. And Eric, I am always amazed and really grateful that God gives you a fresh way to 
teach us through the Christmas season. It's like we get a different series every year. It's the same story, though, you know. Yeah. And will you would you be able to share a yeah. little bit just of how this series came to be, how it even evolved a little bit and from your time initially with God and then as, right. as you started working it out uh, and and here we are now with God with us. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, there's so much depth to the incarnation, Christ taking on flesh. So there's so many different ways that we can look at Christmas that really then imp- has deep implications for us, right? And then you have four accounts in the scripture, uh, the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Today, we spent time in John, and it's actually the same passage that I taught from last Christmas year, last our last Christmas, our last year's Christmas services. So Christmas Eve that whole week, I, I taught John one, but there was no content from last year's message in this year's message. We will allow it from, right, will from allow John it. one. <laughs> I, I what I'm saying is, is like I could, I think I could do ten weeks in John one. Yeah. Like John one has just so much depth in it. So it really is, when you look at all the depth that is in the scripture about God taking on flesh, or God the Father sending God the Son, so many different angles for what Christmas is. It's not about how do I find what to say, it's about how do I focus what to say, because there's just so much there. And this year, you know, the original title, you know, Liz, because you were part of that process, was Christmas Prepositions. And, and you, you know, I, I, I totally, I, I had the message I know that guy wants me to preach, but it, whatever the team thinks is best to call it, you came back to me one day and said, Eric, we don't think Christmas Prepositions, <laughs> we don't think it's the best title. You allow us to uh, work on the packaging of the message. Totally. Yeah, and that is, that shows so much humility in you. Um, but it really is, I, I feel like now that we've moved it to God with us, just the when we were reading through the different briefs on, on what you were going to be teaching, all of us were like, man, the intimacy of God and also his, how he is so infinite as yes. well as what kept coming up yep. for us. So that's how we landed on, man, what there is no better phrase to capture the season than it just being God with us. I love it. Emmanuel, you know, so, um, there was nothing wrong with what Eric had prepared. <laughs> so Christmas prepositions, this would have been, yes. uh, and, and still was, uh, God before us. And so John 1, which we, we, we looked at, definitely establishes that, that in the beginning was the Word. So he has always been. And that's super deep, but then very personal. If that's true, and obviously we believe it is, deep implications for your life it's very encouraging for you that you don't have a God who was created. Jesus wasn't created. He's always been, and he's before everything, which means the next struggle you have in your life, he's, he already sees it. He's already there. Yeah. You know? That's right. Okay. So uh, you brought up a couple of examples in Scripture where before the Christmas story, right. before the Gospels even, yep. we had these appearances of Christ. That that could be new for some people. What t- Talk to us a little bit more about that. Yep. So the, the term that scholars or theologians use to describe the, all of those passages I mentioned is the word Christophany. And it is an appearance of Christ in the Old Testament. So the New Testament begins with the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's, it's when Jesus enters our world for us. Old Testament, 
before that. And Christophany is him appearing, him engaging with people in the Old Testament uh, as God the Son. So there's so much that you have to believe before you believe that. You have to really understand the Trinity, that we have one God, three persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. And that God the Son, who's always existed, there are moments in the Scripture where we see him interacting with his people, him interacting with humanity. Uh, so it's called a Christophany, an appearance of Christ, the pre-incarnate, so before he takes on the flesh of Jesus, the pre-incarnate Christ interacting with, with people. Um, I love those passages in the Bible because it, it, it emphasizes what John talked about, that he's always been from the beat, that he's always here. Yeah. He's always been. Yeah. I just love this connection between our last series, Daniel. Yep. And you can see yes. some of some of Daniel, if, if you're following along, and you can see this lived out in this weekend's passage of, yes. of Jesus, pre-incarnate Jesus there, um, the fire, but also even the idea of the kingdoms. Yep. Like who Jesus came as and who he did. It's, it's true, but it's not complete. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't mention Daniel 3 for the sake of time. If I had had more time, I would have mm-hmm. probably explained what a Christophany is, but also you just mentioned the the fire that's the the fiery furnace that Nebuchadnezzar turned the heat up and that's where Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were thrown into the fiery furnace and Nebuchadnezzar says, "Look, I see I see a fourth person and he looks like a son of God." I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, come on. And so it's essentially um, God, a lot of theologians believe, and I now some say this is an angel, and other theologians say no, this is a Christophany, this is Christ appearing. I I go to the Christophany on this passage, um, but I respect theologians who say it's only an angel, because um, the end result is still Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego rescued. But I love the Christophany take because this is Christ being so thrilled to stand with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Like I'm standing with my sons who are in the mm-hmm. fire huh. and and that the God who is before us, he he still stands with us mm-hmm. in the fire that his sons and daughters find themselves in. Mm-hmm. It's another reminder of the importance of understanding the whole of scripture. And also, um, even though it's really challenging, I think trying to engage with some more difficult, seemingly concepts like the Trinity like I, I feel totally. when when you start to pay it, just even paying attention to like you don't have to work that hard to see all of the appearances of the Trinity in the scriptures. Right. But man, I, I do you guys remember like when you first started to understand or notice or really like seek out understanding maybe of the Trinity for I just I feel like it, that was when I really saw a uh, my faith and relationship with God as the living God be so enriched especially as it pertains to reading scripture. Yeah, very true for me and, and very true it for, for passages about Christmas. So God the Father sending God the Son. So we have Trinitarian yeah. understanding there, but also at the same time, he is God. Christ is God. So it it's a mystery, right? The, uh, the Trinity is a mystery, but I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to run from the mystery I want to run to the mystery and embrace the beauty of the the concept of the Trinity at Christmas, you know, that yes, Jesus is God and yes, he is God, the son at the same time. Right. It's amazing. Um, yep. 
It's beautiful. You talked about how you could preach on John 1 over and over and over again. There's a lot there. We, we can do a whole series on it. We really could. We, and, maybe we will. <laughs> it's it's true because even for me, uh, reading through this once again, I was, something caught my attention that hadn't uh, before. But the very last part in actually, I, I believe it's 114. Uh, mm-hmm. where it says that we observed his glory. The glory is the one and only son from the father. What is, when it when it said that, I was like, we observed his glory. Am I supposed to observe his, what does it mean to observe his glory? How do I right. do that? Should I be, is that a command? Yeah. Uh, can you explain a little bit of that? Yes. Okay. Super weighty passage right, right before that is beautiful though. I mean, it's so beautiful. Right before um, um, is he, he dwelt among us. So it's the word tabernacled. And glory in the Old Testament was was really associated with the temple and the tabernacle. It's where God met with His people uh, when it's first when the um, temple is first built. The glory of God fills the temple, um, and so Jesus is the glory of God, the the image of God, the fullness of God dwells in Jesus. We see we see in Scripture. So John saying. God dwelt here. He's he's essentially the temple. He's here. And just as glory filled the temple, glory filled Jesus. And the glory of God is the all the characteristics, the attributes of God. So we beheld Jesus and we see in Jesus his glory. And then the verse describes what that means, full of grace and full of truth. So he's fully righteous, perfect, pure, holy, and He's gracious, kind, compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in love. So all the characteristics of God are in Jesus because Jesus is God the Son, and we beheld him and we saw who he is. And so what what it relates to you, Liz, is there's a passage in 2 Corinthians 3 about how you grow as a Christian and you behold his glory. Um, you, behold, you, you behold him, you look at him, um, and the Spirit of God does a work within you we behold him and we we become more and more like him. Is this worship? Yes. Yes. This is worship in all of life. Not just worship at church when we, we sing when we songs, some songs. With your whole self. Yes. And it, yes. it includes worship at yep. church, but yep. it also includes um, tomorrow morning waking up and spending time in the scripture. It includes right now. It includes right now. You're listening to uh, the podcast on the 55 and it's 428 and, and uh, you're seeing the sunset go down and you're like, wow, yep, he's amazing. He created that. You're remembering that he's from the beginning. You're remembering that he loves you. As you're listening to this, you're thanking him for being amazing and pursuing you and loving you. You, you behold his glory and you grow more and more into his image okay. as you do. Observing his glory. Yes. It's good. All right. I have another one from John 1. <laughs> There's a lot there. There's a lot. There's a lot there. <laughs> so you you were talking about uh, just earlier before before we got got going, and I wanted you to get a chance to share this um, to those who believe in His name, who were born not of natural descent or of the will of flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And it's whenever you were talking about us getting a new beginning. Yep. What great news! I'm so thankful for that message. What is that part on natural descent? Why did that matter for this yeah. context? And, and then also the verse says, or of human will, or of human decision. 
So essentially, it doesn't matter. Um, a lot of the readers at this point were Jewish who believed that because of their heritage, they were right with God. And so John is saying, hey, it, your descent, you aren't born of God just because you were born in the right tribe or the right family or you have like this great, or your grandfather was a Christian, or your dad is a pastor, or your mom teaches Bible studies. Um, your natural birth is not what makes you right with God. So your heritage doesn't make you right with God. Um, but that's also good news. So if you don't have a great heritage, you know, it, your, your heritage doesn't preclude you from being made right with God. It is not the family you were born into that makes you right with God, you have to be born again by God. You have to receive him and be born again. It's also not, um, it's not even your effort. So you can't make yourself new. You can't make yourself, this is going to sound crazy. You can't make yourself a Christian. You, you can't, you have to get born again. And so he's the only one who can do that. You believe in him, you place your faith in him, and he makes you new, but you can't make yourself new. You you have to trust him, rely on him. He's the one who makes sons and daughters born of God. It's the best news ever. It is That's the best so news. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just curious. I would love to hear from both of you guys on this because uh, you have given us a beautiful picture to behold, to think about in the in the season. Um, and with everything else vying for our attention right now, like I know as I'm talking to someone right now, they're probably on their way to a their first holiday party or oh, or their like fifth by now. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so it's just a couple days around. But regifting uh, things from that last party <laughs> last year, last year Absolutely. with white elephant gift. Oh, get get some. Hey, baby, get something out of that closet. Yeah, get something out of that <laughs> closet. Put it. I don't have time to wrap it. Just put it in one of those bags. Mm -hmm. Put it in one of those bags. Mm -hmm. Dallas is nodding. I save those bags. That's very smart. <laughs> you guys are great stewards. Yes, yeah, so, so that's, what, that's, what, that's what we call it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the on the topic of beholding His glory and observing that, especially in this time, are there ways that you guys uh, protect that in this season? I mean, I, I don't mean just. You know, so often it's the like Christmas isn't about gifts and Santa. I, I'm not necessarily just talking about that because I guess that's true. But those things can be fun, and we're fine if you guys do that and celebrate Santa. But um, what about how do you guys in this season continue to set your hearts on Jesus, on on our Savior? For me right now, I have a I have a five year old, and as you look at research like that four years old, around that four or five years old, they're, they're retaining things. So it's been so fun setting up for Christmas and helping my son understand, asking questions where we got all the nativity storybooks out um, for his, he's in a play for school and he's Joseph. So we're really like breaking down like, hey, what does this mean? Like we're focusing everything. It makes sense that the home, the prom king would have a Joseph as the son. You saw that? Did you guys see that TikTok video <laughs> of that of that mom asking the kid what foot position? Oh, and he's, he's like holder? third door holder. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but he's thrilled. He's thrilled. It's so sweet. It was, yeah. It's still the best. It, uh, Esther, our women's pastor on Instagram, she 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 uh, put Psalm eighty four ten, which was such epic play by her. 
because Psalm 8410 is um, better is one day in your house, oh God, and I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in tents of wicked. That's right, Esther. <laughs> so Esther's dropping Psalm 8410. It's a super cute video, but this kid's like, He's also British. He's British. The accent. Oh, yeah. The accent makes him genius. I'm the third door holder. Here's Dallas, prom king. My son's Joseph. Joseph. Not Joseph with the coat of many colors. Different Joseph. Different Joseph. The Joseph is I'm sorry to interrupt. So you're, so you're having great combos with your gift. Having great combos. Uh, focusing our eyes on Jesus. Focusing our eyes on the season. Understanding that it's so much more. One of my favorite things every year is actually the outreach trees. Because every year as a family, we go shopping through the trees and we're trying to understand. And he's looking at the at the, the thing, ornament. the ornament, yeah. the paper, and understanding I'm, I'm going to give a gift to someone else. And it's really, right. really fun at this young age that if he can understand it more and more each year, mm-hmm. it's just going to be so beautiful when he's older to understand what it's about. That's great. Uh, I mean, I love that you're pastoring your family that way that's beautiful um you know i'm thinking back to when our our kids were that age and the the rhythms you do now dallas that that matters so much you know set set some traditions now that you keep with your kids uh we we've got some that we've done for a season with ours you know and gosh eden's 16 and evie uh turns 14 here in a couple weeks and so it goes by so it goes by so quickly we really, as a family, we enjoy Christmas a lot. And so we, um, the, the kids love decorating with Kay and, uh, we, of course we, they do because she's the cool mom. She, she loves, uses yeah, the inflatables. With you and you're like, what, now I've been it? Yes, yeah. fast, real fast, decorate. But like we, ha- we have a, um, we will do, we have a tradition to go to breakfast together. Um, the very first, on Christmas, the, the, uh, the first, the morning that we don't have a, ton of services <laughs> so like this year will be the 22nd yeah we already have reservations and um we, we look forward to that we we drive around and look at christmas lights together every year um we'll read the christmas story together every year um there's a little, just small little rhythms that we do that are that are the kids look forward to that are really important and then the the week after christmas i i really slow down a good bit from from my role and try to invest time in my family uh, obviously, in what I do, the uh, Christmas seasons can be busy, and and what we have to do is be sure we do Christmas for ourselves before I do Christmas for our church. What I mean is, if I just do Christmas for our church, that um, I won't serve our church well because they'll get like a stale pastor as opposed to a pastor whose heart's in awe of what Jesus has done. So how do I do that? Really, over the next couple of weeks, I actually take less meetings and less nighttime things than I do um, other parts times of the year. So um, like the next couple of nights, we, we, we don't have anything and we'll enjoy time together as a family. Um, I, in serving alongside Eden and um, the special needs ministry that she's a part of all day on Saturday, that will be really good for my soul and her soul. So we look for things to serve together uh, at Christmas. We try to slow down a bit on things every night, spend some more time together as a family. Personally, I I throw myself into the scripture like I always do. But this time of year, and same thing with Easter, I, I look for um, not a new angle. Like 
I think sometimes if you do that, you can try to you can come across some stuff that's not true. You know, like I don't, I'm not trying to find something new in the Bible about Christmas, but I'm trying to find something that's refreshing for my soul about about Christmas. And like this sermon was really refreshing for me that he is bef- he's before all any any moment that I'm gonna fa- and I'm gonna face difficult and challenging moments in the future. I'm gonna die one day. He's already at that moment. He already sees that moment, you know, and so that's been really refreshing for me as I as I've been in the in the in the passage. The, this is good for me to to just hear like he's before us, and I started just thinking through, okay, what does it mean practically? Who who in my life has gone before me? And I thought of my family vacation. My mom flew out a day before me. She flew out. She got the Airbnb set up. She got the rental car. She did all the grocery shopping. Really. She set everything up for us. So when I came in, she took on all the sacrifice. What? And I just got to walk in and enjoy the benefits of her sacrifice. She went before. And it was so Did beautiful. Did she do that before you were the prom king or after the because prom Because I was a prom king. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> no. That's how you play right there, bro. Yeah. You do not let me t- talk smack. You push back just like you did. That was really yeah. well done. <laughs> uh, but just this idea. He's having a hard time making this spiritual connection right now. I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> but like understanding if someone has gone before you and how much more it means when Jesus has gone before. That's us. like it's, I got a taste of it and like, oh, but Jesus, it's so much more. It's yes. so much greater. No, because he has done all the work for us. Yes, exactly. That's great, man. Well done. Well done, Dallas. Well, I'm really looking forward to spending the Christmas season with our church family. Me too. It's just so fun. We had the Christmas tree lighting this weekend here at Irvine, and I know there's celebrations at all of our congregations. And it is. It's. I, I love hearing about all of the groups that are serving all throughout Southern California. Yeah. Um, it's a special time to do the season together. And I'm just super thankful that I'm at Mariners doing it. Same as me too. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to the If I Had More Time podcast. Thanks for joining us today on the If I Had More Time podcast hosted by Mariners Church. We hope to see you next weekend at any of our congregations across Southern California or online. To view our service times at each congregation, be sure to check out our website at marinerschurch.org.